do, whatever you wear. It's the Born Apparel pregame show on CDFNL Live. Yeah, we're decked out by Born Apparel here. Pre-game, Simpson versus Lawn, battle for fifth spot, play-in game. So having the NBA these days, they've changed their formula for the playoffs at these playing games, getting there. And the AFL probably end up doing it. And, well, in the CDFNL, just at the end of someone's tenure, as he says, Ooh, every year, uh, we have a playing game. We've had two. We had Apollo Bay and Birigara last year. We went in the finals, and then we got locked down. We didn't get to play them. And then this year, Simpson Lawn playoff. Just the question here. I know you've alluded to answer. it most, most of the season, but will, will this be your last home and away season as chairman or, or is there a little pulse that maybe you might go on again? No, no, it's definitely my um, my last home and away game. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, a bit emotional about it, actually. Yeah. Um, I always joke about it, yeah, but you've, I know. it's been a tough, tough slog in your tenure. This is my fourth year and I, I, I think it's time... You know, you know when it's time. Yeah. Um, you go on too long and you end up, you know, people sort of, you know, you, you get angry at people and that's not who I am. I don't want to be, nah. you know, I don't want to be well, that person. The same token, Pete, um, it's massive mm, pressure on your family, your wife, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, you know, I, I love coming to my country footy because this is, you know, as we say, it's real footy and I, I really do enjoy coming to, coming to footy and just talking to people and meeting people and, and you know, as an administrator, you do get tired. Um, and, yeah, the phone rings at all hours of the night. And, yeah, there's other things I need to do in my life as well. Um, so, you know, I'm not totally stepping away. I'll, I'll stay on the board but just won't be chairman. Um, and, yeah, there's there's other things and other other life activities that um, I, I want to do. Um, there's a fair bit going on. You know, outside of footy, in um, in what I'm doing, like work's extremely busy now. So yeah, and I just want to pay tribute yeah. to Pete because you were handed the the worst card anyone could possibly deal with you with COVID and and having to make all the decisions that you had to make then. So it's a real credit to you that you that you're able to do that and, and get through it as well as what the league has done. They haven't lost much hair either, mate. Well, that's, that's been a positive out of the <laughs> did, whole scenario, did, isn't it? Didn't have much to start with. Haven't, haven't, haven't gained weight or lost weight. You seem to just be the same I'm over just, the four I'm years, just, yeah. Just similar what's, um, what's I know, with the doom and gloom, yeah. but what's been a couple of the highlights since you, you, you've been chairman? Because it, it's been a bit, yeah, you introduced a new grade in football and, you know, that yeah, that was the first year. didn't happen Yeah, that didn't pan was, out. That was the first year and that... that Probably looking back on it, that was probably one of the most, you know, silliest things that, that's happened is all that stupid stuff with junior footy, you yeah. know. GFL went to 19, so went brought in four grades and rah, rah, rah. And, you know, you sort of got to, as a community um, competition, you, you sort of got to not probably necessarily um, react to that, but things had to change. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't happy at the time and rightly so because as things panned out what happened the GFL come back to 18s you know we're at 18s and yeah you know the numbers are not growing at, at uh-huh. between the 15 and 18 year olds so I can't see that age group you know we had a discussion at the board meeting Wednesday night but I can't see the advantage of changing your age group now yeah um you know 14 and a half and 18 some say oh it's three and a half year age age gaps too big rah, rah, rah. but it's about how many players you can get on the paddock like yeah, there's not the there's not the kids in that age group. Yeah, um, probably introducing uh, the Val Russell Medal. Yeah, giving yeah. Nepal a yeah, a, um, a face. 
which which is fantastic. And well, that, was that an easy easy thing to do? I know to, I guess you know we talk about name and the goal kicking medal and all that, but the yeah. the A grade one definitely needed the title, didn't it? Absolutely, and you know probably when you look back on it, it should have been done years prior. Yeah, um, and putting a sunset clause on it too, like that runs till twenty thirty. And yep. then, you, you know, the board of the day at that time can then either continue to go on with the Val Russell medal or um, change the name of it. And, you know, I think everything should have a sun- sunset clause and, you know, different people at different times. Um, yeah, you know, you play for certain shields and all this sort of stuff in between clubs and that, but after a while that next generation comes along and, you know, it's not that you lose your tradition, but you, nobody knows the story behind it. Mm. Um, so... You know, the, and the story with the Marnie Medal is it, it's Colac actually named it. The CDFO went to Colac and said, "Is there anyone there?" You know, and they they actually sponsor it. Not that they give us anything, but um, that's how it all started. Is they, they actually sponsor Jack Marnie, uh, uh, the Jack Marnie Medal. Yeah. So that that's how all that started. Is there a sunset clause on that one? Do you think the league will just uh, keep it no, as is? No, there's not. But you know, if a board votes on it, and the, you know, you, you got to do this thing. Uh, you know, respectfully and, yeah, of course, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, you and know, somebody people, says... Like, uh, my, my great dad, he, he always says that when you're on a board of anything in life, you, there's only a limited amount of, of ideas that you can have and, and, and contribution you can give before you become tired and, 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 and you, you know, stale and you need to let new blood on with new ideas and things like that go on. You know, take the next uh, step. If you were selling the uh, job to someone about being chairman of, of the CDFNL Hick, what would your, and you're trying to like, you know, market it to anyone, yeah. what would your selling points be? And what, what's like, because I know you, you, it's a tough gig, but there's got to be a reason why you've been doing it and you signed on to do it for another year after saying that, you know, you're going to probably hang it up last year and, you know, after going through a pretty tough year last year and making some pretty decisions on the run with the lockdowns and, you know, crowds and all that sort of stuff. What, what, there's got to be some real good high selling points to it. Absolutely. Um, you look at the around uh, the GFL last week and you, you open up the Geelong Addy and what, there was eight or nine players charged last week in the GFL yeah. with certain offences across the league. We've had two tribunals for the whole year, two tribunal cases. I think the, the best selling point is we've got ten clubs that really get along with one another and there's, you know... Uh, the football and the netball is clean. There's no, you know, you don't pick up the paper and this bloke's got a broken jaw from an off-the-play king hit or any of that. None of that goes on in this competition. It's clean, it's diverse, and people actually turn up to play the game. They don't turn up with a hidden agenda that, geez, I don't like that bloke, you know. Not that I'm saying anything underward, but we've had two tribunal cases this year and only one have been a player. I think, too, if it does happen in this league, it gets eradicated pretty quickly and that person is probably not a part of the league uh, for the long term, are they? No, they're not. And the, the 10 clubs are fantastic. You, you only have to ring them up and say, listen, you know, if this is going on right now, we'll fix it, bang. Yeah. And, and it's fixed. And, and the clubs are fantastic. And the, the people in it are fantastic. There's no, you know... The passion, yeah. Peter, the fans. Oh, look, amazing, the, isn't it? The, the passionate community for sport is always there, you know. Uh, the people that are involved in it, like Beardy, he's yeah. first year in the competition. Absolute yeah. gentleman, you know. So uh, Does it the right way. We've spoken about, you know, what the Western Eagles need as a new coach and, you know, moving forward. What does the league need? Who needs to be 
What, in your eyes, someone to step up and, and take the role, and you probably have someone in your mind, but you don't have to name them, what sort of person do they have to be to be the, ch- the next chairman and the next phase of the city for now? And where do you see them needing to take the lead to? Well, uh, like anything, you've got to be a people's person because people will come to you, mm. uh, and you've got to be open to those people. You, you've got to listen to them. So you've got to be a people's person. You, you can't shut people out. You've got to, yep, respect what they say, Yep, you don't necessarily have to do it, but you just got to respect what they say. And yep, that's that's a good idea. Take all the ideas on board, take them back to board level and discuss them. Um, I think, you know, as far as the next person, well, yeah, I'm not sure who that's going to be. Um, but you know, just as long as they're open and and communicate with everybody on on it on all levels you've just got to be a communicator on any committee or any board or anything that you do you've got to be able to communicate with people on all levels it's an interesting time isn't it mate the next i guess uh, phase of the league and you know there's a lot of questions not just about the league but also country footy you know we've seen you know sides out of the blue have had to forfeit games of football in senior football in major leagues and player shortages and umpires and all that so it's going to be an interesting next four years not just in the city of Melbourne in local footy, isn't it? Like, w- w- can the AFL, if they're going to ignore... And I'm a big advocate of the Tasmanian team, it's not the right time for it. You know, I think it would be great to have a Tasmanian football club, but it just seems like a 19th team in the AFL at the moment. It's a little bit, I'd just say, maybe not the greatest choice of the AFL. They need to start focusing on a bit more about down here in Simpson. Well, down. Yeah, I'd say it's a long way off. Um... You know, we, we we need the AFL to concentrate more on, you know, grassroots footy and community sport and, and assisting the communities to, to get better. You know, like you go out to the Eagles, they, they sit 10th on the ladder. And no different dot way last year, they sat 10th on the ladder. But you go out there and watch how many people are there. Yeah, there's a ton. You know, there is people out there, like you wouldn't believe, they just follow their club with passion, whether they're winning or losing or anything like that. They follow with passion and pride. You know, it'd be um, a great promo for uh, Gil McLaughlin's exit. You know, he's trying to work out a great broadcast deal. Yeah. If he gets out to Irrawillipi over the next couple of weeks and puts up a new point post for the club, how good would that be? Yeah. That's a that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, and you know, there's there's a lot of things happening. Like the lights out there. I know that. Um, I think Otway's power upgrades happening. You know, next week. So even though it's at the end of the season, their lights will be up ready to go for for preseason training next week. Yeah, um, fantastic. <laughs> they will be there one day. Yep. How many Correct. Otway players will be at preseason training <laughs> on Monday at Hick? <laughs> Oh, that day! Man, oh. That would be there. You'd see the cob, the cobwebs and the yeah. and the dust balls bouncing yeah. around that ground. Yeah. No one's going to preseason next week. No, <laughs> but um, but you know that they'll be up there from ready to go next yeah, year, and yeah. you know things are improving around the oh, place. All the lights, and good. the grounds, yeah. yeah. Like here at Warren's, fantastic, oh, yeah, isn't it? Aren't they? You know, spectacular, yeah, they're, they're fantastic, and. Just don't yeah. play any night games. Not good for our sides. <laughs> no, our sides. no, no. Twilight, Twilight. It'll be interesting there with their Twilight game there. Well, um, I reckon now you can be a lot more flexible with fixtures and all that too. Well, now they having can, those they lights, can, can't and, you? And clubs put in what they want. And um, you can play those the exact day games and what course you can. The Nims did now, yeah, so absolutely you can. And yeah, you know, it's it's it it opens up a whole new avenue to get more people. Yeah. Um, to the games. So. I'd like to see a couple of clubs shake hands and play senior football on a Friday night just to see how it goes. Yep. 
So, so, but and then you meet again on Saturday with the juniors. It'd be interesting. Just, some, just, some, I just want to see that happen to see what would happen. Like, you'd get a big crowd. Okay, it sort of separates a little bit just for one a one-off game. So you play your Friday night game, uh, and you could probably potentially play your reserves as well that that night. At, you know, say six o'clock, and your seniors yeah. at eight. Bit late, but just see what happens right at the start of the year. And then you play your juniors the next day. And you, you know, the juniors don't have to start it. Eight o'clock in the morning, you can play them at midday. Yeah, you and, can. And just see you go. Just something a little bit different. I just think different with stuff. these lights, you can just test the waters a little bit and see how you go. Especially, you know, Friday night footy in Colac, but you know, Friday night footy at Irrawarra or at Birrigara or even at Irrawilpi, just to see. Um, yeah. It's just you know, it could be these this little bit of money that you lost over the last couple of years, little in the back pocket. I reckon Friday night footy is a bit of a winner, except you just you know you don't want to hear about players missing the next day because they got on it <laughs> on Friday yeah. night footy at Colac Imperials. Now, that was a good chat, Hick, and uh, yeah. we'll see you as chairman next year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take